Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God. We want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. Welcome, everybody. So excited to have you guys joining us. This is our first introduction to Post Sunday Podcast. I'm uh, I'm your co-host, Pastor Johnny Sierra, along with Pastor Tim Grandstaff. What's up, my man? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first inauguration Exciting. of this podcast. It's going to be good. Yes, it is, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you guys may be asking, what is post-Sunday podcast? Kind of in a nutshell, uh, it is just is a podcast, honestly, presented by Genesis Church Orlando, uh, and it's just dedicated into diving deeper into the Word of God. Uh, we're, we're launching a great series here that we're going to get into a little bit, uh, but post-Sunday co- podcast is going to be a weekly aired uh, we're going to be con- just a continuation from Sunday's Word at Genesis Church Orlando. It's We're going to bring some practical application. We're going to go deeper into the Word. Uh, just some things and, and fillers that maybe we couldn't uh, bring into our Sunday message. We want to uh, just go a little bit more deeper. So you can find and listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, as well as our Instagram. We got a post-Sunday podcast. I don't think I told you that, Pastor, but wow, I ended up you. taking initiative anyways. I <laughs> We get it out everywhere. <laughs> we got to, man. Uh, but mainly everything will be kind of funneled through Genesis Church Orlando. So if you find Genesis Church Orlando on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, you'll be able to find this podcast as well. So just don't forget to join us on, uh, live on Sundays. We're live at 9 a.m. and 11.30 and YouTube and on Facebook as well. So really excited, man. Yeah, this is good because this is... This is the opportunity we haven't had uh, to just use a platform many people are aware of, um, but we have people constantly, you know, where do you learn this or Mm. how are you learning this? Or there's some things you said and I just, you know, could you expound upon it? Could you take us a little bit further? And and so we meet people all the time that are like, listen, I really want to know the word of God. Yeah. You know, we obviously being in church, we have a lot of people that know of God's word, mm. but to, to say, hey, let's take that next step. And so people can take this while they're, they're running or walking, while they're, you know, driving in their car, you know, whatever it is that they want to spend some time yeah. and they're around their house or whatever, throw this podcast on. But it's an opportunity for us, as we say at Genesis, as pastors to really, you know, to to take that discipleship step in a, another level yeah. a little bit further, because we really want people to grasp the scope and the beauty of God's story because it's so beautiful uh, and, and we're invited into yeah. that. And so um, how can we help you is the beautiful thing. And I would say this, you know, don't forget on our website, um, if you go to that never ending story link, and yeah. that is just because that's the series of the years we walk through the, the word of God together from beginning to end, there's a place for questions. So those that are listening or those that are with us on Sunday, you can go there and you can submit a question and then we can use that as we're crafting even this podcast to, you know, you got a question about what was taught on Sunday or preached in a sermon or, or taught, you know, um, we can use that during this time to really help you understand a little bit more. Yeah. What we're doing. No, that's kind of, um, it reminds me. So, uh, I was watching, I don't know if you, you watch, but, um, just uh, house of dragon, 
Um, and then the whole uh, Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, not, no, not, not my forte. <laughs> so House of Dragon is really cool because they 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 they, lo- they pr- launch you into the series, obviously, but then on the back end, they literally break down, uh, you know, roughly like every scene and their thought process behind it, yep. what they were thinking, um, what the characters were thinking, why they had that piece or what they eliminated uh so this is kind of like that you know like yeah. we're we'll we'll walk you through some of the, the thought processes that uh pastor tim has uh gone through with preparing his sermon but also just pastor chad pastor pj pastor will um and you know some special guest people throughout the year that we'll yeah. have as well so it'd be great yeah you know, for, for people listening stay with us because yes. this is an adventure we're saying you know for a full year that's marched through God's word. And the amount of people already that have said have such a hard time staying in God's word mm. consistently all year. Uh, this is going to be a great, great opportunity to just keep marching along together. Yeah. Hey, we're doing this together. Stay with us and, and see what God does. Yeah. Usually like some people do it like individually, yeah. but I, I think like it's cool that we're doing it all corporately and, and it keeps people accountable, yeah. uh, makes us just accountable to into the process of it. But uh, let's get started, man. I, I like how you began the message uh, two weeks ago. You, we're we're going to go into Genesis 1 and 2, but you went right to the point of what the Bible is and what it's about and what it can do for us. Um, talk to us a little bit, Pastor, about that. Why uh, why engage the Bible? Like you, you just went straight at it. Yeah, because I, I think that for a lot of people, you know, they see this huge book with all these pages and it's so intimidating. Uh, it's not just the volume of pages and the thickness. It's the language. It's the, the the history, the time in which it was written. You know, all these things come into play. And so people just are like, man, I, I give up. I, or I don't know how to really handle this book. And and what I find more often is not just people are, are, are trying to figure that piece out. Um, often those who even pick it up, they approach it. I wouldn't say the wrong way, but with the wrong steps, you know, and, and, and I think sometimes that's part of us as a church, as we say, rethinking life the way God intended. And I think that the way you approach the Bible is one of the most important things for you to truly understand the Bible. Mm. And so, you know, when, when we talk about uh, the Bible is not there uh, for you to open up because of what you want from God. You know, that, that, that's a way in which many people like, you know, they think, well, the Bible's a book full of answers for all my life and all yeah. my problems, yeah. you know, and, and that's not what the story of God was there for. The story of God was not there for you to get out of what you want from God. The story of God was written so that you can understand what God wants from you. Mm. He's the creator that that's Genesis one. And it's his story from beginning to end. And when we put God in a place of this is my way to find out what I can get from you instead of put ourselves in a place of God, what do you want from me is a total difference into how you approach the scriptures. You know, uh, it's the difference between when you read the story of God of, as we said, it's just about just as much about what you have with God that, you know, that's what you're learning. This is what you get when you have God in your life, but it's equally you know, telling and, and, and it unravels this, this mystery of what you have without God, mm. you know, which is just important. You know, all these things I can tell you, you have with God, but it equally shows you that when you take God out of your story 
and you take him away from his story, what that leaves you with mm. and, and, the, and the emptiness and the void and the chaos and things like that that are in our lives many times is because we have decided to live a life without God and we're finding out the consequences because of it. Yeah, that's good, man. And, and you, you mentioned, number one, it, it's a book about God. It's a book about order and giving. It's a book about identity and voca- vocation. And it's a book about just, and you said you would reference this throughout the whole year, but it's about the Messiah. Yeah, you, you take, take Genesis 1 and like that's the thing, how you approach it. It wasn't written for you to approach it uh, to really spend your entire time trying to figure out how God creates the world in seven days. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what many people think Genesis 1 is there for. The, the, the biggest part of Genesis 1 is really the climactic moment of God creating man and woman in the image of God. You know, uh, until that point, everything he creates, he says, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. It's tov, it's this Hebrew word. Yet when he's done with creation... And he steps back and he's created humanity. It's the first time we read, it is very good. All of a sudden, it's not just good, it's very good. And it's all around this idea that we're created in the image of God. Mm. And, you know, I was reading one time, you know, uh, just historically about how kings would take uh, statues and they would put them in the regions surrounding the kingdoms that they were in control of. And the reason that they would place these statues just in various places along roads, in different cities, in marketplaces, was so that when you came by and you saw that statue, that image of the ruler, you would know, hey, I'm in his territory. I, I'm, I'm walking through his kingdom right now. Mm. He's the one who, who rules this land that, that I find myself in. And yet that's a, that's a, a picture of what God was doing when he created you and I, and he said, I create you in my image, and then I place you all over the world, and when people come and they see you, they're supposed to see that they are in the presence and in the the territory and in the kingdom of the almighty creator. That's That's the, 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 the grand picture of what it means to be made in the image of God. Um, because we're to reflect that image to the world around us. Um, I was thinking one time, like, uh, remember the the very first iPod commercials? Mm. And they were all the silhouette commercials with, like, the bright neon backgrounds. Yes. And the reason that they did those was so that you would see the, the white earbud strings. Remember, like, this yeah. is how it was, like, visibly displayed to people. And I remember listening uh, to Steve Jobs one time, and he said that when they were designing the iPod, um, they got into a room and they realized we've created another MP3 device, really. You know, obviously it was like the best of the best, but it was an MP3 device yeah. just to hold music. He said, and what do people do with their MP3 devices? And so, you know, inevitably they came to the conclusion, people take them and they put them in their pockets. He says, so if we're in New York City with millions of people and someone has our MP3 player, how will the world know? And that's how they designed the white earbuds because no other MP3 device had white earbuds. And he said, everywhere we go, when people see the white earbuds, they'll know, oh, they have an Apple iPod with them. Mm. And I've always thought of that because like, to me, like that's, that's the thing about following Jesus. Like everywhere we go, someone's supposed to see in you that you have Jesus inside of you, just like these white 
AirPods that everybody has and you know, oh, they got an iPod or they got, a, you know, an iPhone now or whatever because, you know, the, the iPods I, I don't exist, I don't think, anymore. But the point is, is that they were using that to display even in their ads, you know, just this white earphones with a string attached over a black silhouette. If you have this and you see this anywhere, yeah. you know they belong to us. What does that mean for us as followers of Jesus, right? Made in the image of God that when people look at you, they go, oh, he belongs to the king. Oh, he is Jesus living inside of him. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So you um, kind of where, where is there like a, something added to that throughout Genesis 1 that you were, that maybe you weren't able to go deeper into or... I think you did the one and two together, right? You yeah, pretty yeah. much added it, one and two you know, together. Because of the way we're moving, yeah. we can't hit it chapter by chapter, yeah. verse by verse, walking through the, the, the Bible in one year, you know, 52 Sundays. Um, so sometimes things will kind of be pushed together. Some stories will, will even not be able to hit throughout the Bible. Um, and, and so, but for, for Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, you know, um, I think Genesis 2 just, it gives you that, that, uh, more intricate understanding of God's shaping of humanity. More detailed, right? You know, yeah. and, and you think about the fact that, you know, God takes the dirt of the ground with his very hands mm -hmm. and then he forms man, Adam, this very first dirt, dust man. And and then he himself breathes the breath of life into him. And, and I remember one time listening to a pastor talk about the fact of how how amazing would it have been to be Adam that the very first time you open your eyes and you exhale, the very face of God would have been hovering over you because he had breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. That's amazing. I mean, the, the reality that this is what you get to see for the very first time as you're awakened in this world. And yet for some of us, every day we wake up is that reality that breath of life that has been breathed into us is a gift from God. And we jump up every day with our own desires and our wants and, 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 and the things that we need to get done and the things that haven't happened for us or the things that we're ungrateful for. Instead of today, when I wake up and I open my eyes, God gave me breath in my lungs to be used for his glory and his renown. And how am I going to use that to impact the people around me, the world around me, um, and, and, and those closest to me, you know, I think there's, there's beauty in that in chapter two. And then obviously you have, you know, Pretty much Adam and Eve, how the woman was taken. Yeah. And, and I Eve. think that, that people don't realize all that's packed into Genesis one and two, like this is the foundation of God's story. And it was plan a, you know, this is plan a paradise, the garden of Eden plan B comes in because of Genesis chapter three. And so when you think about the way that God intended things to be, Genesis 1 and 2 answers a lot of questions that people have about the world, about God's, God's uh, um, grandness and, and, and the creator and the fact that he hovers over chaos and emptiness and he speaks and creates into that. So when people have that in their own life, they can turn to Genesis one and see God at the beginning of a story doing this, how he continues to speak because when he speaks and commands things happen, how he intricately forms man and woman with his own hands and then how he brings man and woman together. And so the union of marriage, 
the 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 uh, the the biblical understanding of identity. They come from God and His story. They don't come from the world. They don't come from some other place. And what happens is, is when you try to uh, redefine identity, you try to redefine marriage, mm. um, all these things, what in essence you're doing is you are rejecting Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, and you're trying to find some other way past that gotcha. to put it into play. And, you know... Um, I would I, also say, like, his desire for intimacy with us. Yes. All like, of that. You know, that you see he that, comes. Yeah. He comes to be with them in the garden. And you see that even at the beginning of Genesis 3, before the serpent is... The reason it all plays out is he's showing up, you know, so that question of who told you you were naked, you know, I came to be with you. And then yet, like you said, it's intimacy between husband and wife. For yeah. this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That, that cleave is that, that sexual intimacy. And when that takes place, they're united as one flesh. And so it, it speaks into sexuality. It's the reason we talk about marriage being um, and sex being inside the marriage covenant because God formed man and woman to literally be united as one flesh together uh, to make a full picture of himself, an image of him. Yeah. And so when we play with that outside of marriage or we think it's you know our own thing that we get to just play with in our own desires, our own way, what we're in essence saying is that we're going to create the intimacy. We're going to create the pleasure. We're going to create the boundaries for how we live our life instead of we're going to live them within the boundaries and really the order. Yeah, That's what we're talking about. The order that you place things to be and you place man and woman to be in a marriage covenant together and within that marriage to have that sexual intimacy that brings them together one flesh, you yeah. know, one image um, to, to be displayed. And so it, it, there's so much yeah, in Genesis 1. It is. I, I just, you know, speaking like from from just the young people side, um, Gen what, Gen Z. Yeah. You know, and, and, and even further than that. But, you know, they, they kind of see these books as just ancient writings and, you know, and just have no relevance to the culture that we're in now. Um, and I think it's just really hurting. Yeah. hurting their understanding of what life is really supposed to be and look like. If they can uh, understand it, yeah. you know, and we can help them, you know, even through this or through what we're doing on Sunday and as other people grab hold of it, you know, I, I truly believe you have to live with a perspective that the best way possible is God's way. And when you see it that way and you see that when he creates things and he places them in order it's for us to experience them the best way possible. Mm. So like you said, let's take young people. Um, you know, I think they say something like 80% of us, uh, uh, Gen Zers say that they'll cohabitate before marriage, you know, because it's this understand, this is thought of, well, let's give it a try first before we really commit. And yet you can read study after study about how that actually, um, is harmful and it actually hurts your ability to understand marriage, to understand commitment, you know, the scars that happen sexually because people united as one flesh and then, oh, it doesn't work anymore, yeah. but you gave a piece of yourself to each other. Um, all the types of things that happen, all the things we deal with with pastors and counseling with people that hurts the pains, the scars, because they were looking for 
uh, identity, acceptance, love within a relationship that isn't being put in the place and in the order that God intended it. And then you step back and go, this is why we speak of God's way being the best way because he created it with a specific order. And if you do it within the order of how God created it, you experience the beauty of it and the joy of it that the world cannot bring or cannot offer. That's awesome, man. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, basically uh, you say here, when we choose to decide um, your own identity and responsibility in life, you reject the first pages of God's story and him as a creator of all things. Yeah. And so I, I, I thought that was, that was amazing, you know, in hearing that. You really brought um, some some good stuff, and and basically at the end, you know, you gave us some basic choices to make. If you are the one creating your life, then God can't be Lord over all creation. Yeah, so that's it's the conundrum. Mm. You can't open the story of God. The first four words are maybe the most powerful in the beginning. God, you know, the the Hebrew people would say, if you don't believe those first four words, shut the book and don't read the rest of the story because mm. that's what the rest of the story is about. It's about God who at the beginning created it all. All things come from him. You know, uh, Psalm 34 says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so I have to either live and surrender that he is Lord God, creator of all, or if I step outside of that and I put it in my order, or I think I, with my hands and my strength and my might and my talent, uh, with my money, I created things, then um, I'm not allowing him to be the Lord over all of creation. You know, and the other thing that it does, as we said, is when you step into the story of God, your your thinking changes. And it changes from, as we said, ask and desire. You know, for a lot of people, that's why I get up and do my devotion. That's why I do my prayer time. I got things I need to find out from God that I'm desiring that he show me. And I've got a lot of prayer requests I need him to answer. And when you really walk into the story of God, your first response becomes, God, show me the road to travel. What do you want from me? Uh, You know, your will be done, not my will, you know, it is what does your story show me first before I come to it expecting you to do something or show me something or give me some message or give me some word for the day. Or, or if you haven't answered enough prayer requests this week, then I'm going to stop praying to you. It is literally I come to the creator of all things and I beg of him, show me the road you want me to travel in the world you've placed me in as an image bearer of God because today you breathe breath back into my lungs for a purpose and a plan, and I want to follow it. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. I don't think a lot of us, you know, and uh, just really spend time in our prayer, um, just yielding, yeah. yielding to what God desires, being still, like hearing Him. Like it's a one-way com- communication. You know, it's 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 jibber jabber from us and nothing back from him and what he's trying to say and trying to lead us to. So I think of Jim, one of our elders, you know, 80 plus years old. And he says, you know, I, I expect to hear from God Mm. He goes, but to hear from God, God expects me to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He says, so I have to, I have to be quiet to listen to God speak to me 
not just keep speaking to God, asking him, where are you? And he yeah. tells me sometimes, well, if you'd stop talking, I'll talk back to you. <laughs> I was talking to the team about that yesterday, just spending some time in prayer, like uh, just what that means. How does that look like? Uh, you know, um, just a, a lot of us have really constructed a life of, 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 of to-go prayer, you know, like drive-through prayer, like let me quick shotgun it, let me get it in. You know, and 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 because it makes me feel good, I check mark it off my list of things to do for the day. But but within that, do you really let God speak to you? We think about the 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 last piece of creation as we know it. Yeah, is actually the resistance to create anything else, and so it's the Sabbath. Mm. You know, and then on the seventh day, God rested from all the work. And that doesn't mean that God stops. You, you think about like you're Adam and you wake up and then you're like, all right, well, I see all this creation around me. I got stuff to do. I got animals to name, you know, all this <laughs> stuff. And the guy's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Actually today you're going to rest in my presence. This is the first thing that Adam and Eve actually do. And so we wake up. What do I do? What do yeah. I do? What do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? What's next? And we miss being in the presence. So the very first thing Adam and Eve are commanded to do after they're created is rest, is rest in the presence of God. Wow. That's so good, man. That's a, that's something that we don't, and, and it, I, I think, uh, you know, people need to understand there's a different, that's a different rest, you know, like it, it's, it's not completely just laying in your bed and looking at the, the ceiling. Like it's, yeah. It's a rest in the presence of God, and I think it's underrated. I think it's something that we don't fully understand how much it can do and propel for our day yep. um, that we just try to take in and do for ourselves. We, we make life harder for us when we're not in his presence. I mean, I tell people all the time, if, if you're going to open up God's word in the morning, which I highly recommend, um, and, and even prayer, don't bring your phone with you. Mm. Don't, don't say, I read it off a Bible app on my phone. Because that's your distraction. Yeah. The moment alerts or, or text messages or someone calls, you know, get rid of the thing that that brings distraction into your time and in your presence with God. Mm-hmm. And so I have to literally have the Bible, you know, with the pages so I can feel them and touch yeah. them and, and, and in a quiet place. And I leave my technology out of that space because it so easily distracts me from staying focused in the yeah. presence of God. Yeah. Knowing knowing your 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 spots and how to identify that and being intentional with making sure you can do that. But uh, it's funny you mentioned the Sabbath, man. I, I just finished, and it's kind of been a yearly routine for me, uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah, it went back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, John Mark, Mark Homer. Uh, yeah, I, I went back to that, finished it the last week, and... Uh, just so good, man. It, it just brings such an appreciation to, to uh, or awareness, I would say, to the understanding of how fast life can be and how slow Jesus went. Yeah, you know, uh, which you know, it, it's not a, it's not a bad thing at all. It's, it's just intentionality. It's being in the moment. It's being present with family, friends, and 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 I, I you know, I took that to the team yesterday when we were spending time together. You know, being in the moment of worship, like, you know, there's so much technicality and things that are running through our head. And I told him, I said, uh, but what are you identifying? How, how are you seeing God use you 
Are you aware of that? You know, and, 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 and are just, are you just in the moment with God? You know, and so I don't mean to go off on it, but it's just it kind of all blends in when it comes to just being at rest with God. You know, it brings such an awareness in your life in so many different ways. It's a great connector of if I can't discipline myself to be focused in my time with God, Mm. then I'm also going to not stay focused in my time with others. Yeah. And so it's disciplined both ways, you know, and so same thing, like during the holidays, I got rid of like social media. I'm going to spend the holidays with my family. And even now I'm more uh, aware of how much do I want to allow this back? It was so good for two weeks to just not have it invading my space, my time, my conversation, how much of it is just unneeded. You know, you say garbage, but it doesn't mean that it was terrible things that you were doing with social media, but it was just garbage in the sense of like, I don't have to watch videos all day that even make me laugh because what it does is it keeps me from a conversation with my wife or kids or my family at Christmas time when I'm with my parents, you know, and I don't get to see them that much. And then I started to become more aware of that in my own house. Like, do I want to be that family where we all sit around on our cell phones all the time and we don't really know how to speak to each other unless we're showing each other a video on our phone, <laughs> you know? And, and so this is the wrestling match, right? We all have, yeah, yeah. but if I can discipline myself to be with God each day, distraction free, um, where can I find moments to be with my family and friends distraction free when I'm with you and we're out to lunch, I don't need to be looking at my phone about someone else. that's not at lunch with us, right? We need that time together to connect and build our friendship. So exactly. So just kind of to wrap this up, you know, um, did we miss anything pastor or was, is there anything you want to leave any uh, people with, uh, regards to Genesis one and two, uh, with what you spoke? I I think just, as we've said, people got to see not just this overarching story of God from beginning to end. Like, hopefully at the end of the year, it'll be a better time to do this. I don't have time now, but Genesis one and Genesis two are almost mirrored because it's recreated in revelation 21 and 22. Wow. And, and, and and when, if you put those together and parallel them and see them, you're like, wait, God's story opens this way and God's story ends this way. And there's so many pictures, tree of life and rivers running through it. And it's a garden and then it's a city that God comes down into Eden to be with Adam and Eve. And God comes down to be, you know, to earth, to be with his people. And, 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 and this is the story of God. And it's amazing. And everything else in between, it connects the two. Mm. But the, the, the amount of people that don't even see the shadows of Messiah, that Jesus was there. He's always been there. He'll always be there. And so he doesn't just show up in the new Testament, you know, at at the, at the nativity, (laughs) you know, as we know of it, um, he he was there and Proverbs eight tells us that. And, and, and the new Testament tells us that all things were created through him, you know, and John writes in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And, and it's this, this constant reminder that the Messiah, our Savior, has always been there, will always be there. And it's, it's, it is the, the core of the story of God for us. That's all good, man. 
I love it, man. I am uh, spoiled here because I'm getting um, I'm getting d- deeper. I'm I'm getting triple word, man. That's it. Nine eleven. <laughs> but for our people, like this is that you want to go further. That's right. You want to learn more. You you really want to understand this and unwrap this in a different way. Like this is that next step. Podcast. Pop, pop it in. Use it weekly. I know some of our our life groups in our church, but this is beyond. You know, our Genesis family is not just local. Yeah, we're finding is you know Jeez, it's it's growing. it's all over the United States. It's it's international. We got hundreds of people a month from you know, all over America, but other countries that are watching and listening uh, because of our partnerships with churches in other countries. So this is that next tool and that next thing. Um, and so they can use it, but they can pass it on and it can be a great resource to continue yeah. to study God's word with. Yeah, like you said, Pastor, we have a full resource page for you guys at Genesis Church Orlando backslash the never ending story. Um, Genesis Church Orlando.com backslash the never ending story. Um, tons of resources, videos, things for you guys to plug in and just stay in put with what we're doing. Um, but this is exciting. Really looking forward to continuing our conversations as we go through this. Uh, but we also want to encourage you guys, uh, for those in-house and with us at Genesis Church Orlando, uh, we have a journal that you guys are, uh, journal, right? That they yeah. can purchase. Um, it's 15 bucks, basically cost of goods. Um, but it, it will definitely be awesome to see that grow, uh, in, in that binder there throughout the year with tons of questions and really just deeper insight on it. So it, it's awesome. This is, this is really cool. It's good. We're going to do this together, man. Yeah. You're good yeah. at it. So it's, I'm glad you're hosting and you know, <laughs> and I co-host and then we bring people in, yep. but, you know, show one episode one, this is it's what cool. it's, it's going to be about. It's awesome. So we're looking forward to it. We'll have uh weekly uh, airing with you guys. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. So once again, thank you guys for joining us here at the post Sunday podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us in all podcasting platforms. And, uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you or being with you guys next time. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the post Sunday podcast presented by Genesis church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.